Hello and welcome to the Mission City Podcast. In this session, our campus pastors, Dave and Chuck, talk about parenting in today's culture. This is one of the most insightful episodes yet, and so I can't wait for you to hear it. Let's go ahead and pass it right over to Dave and Chuck. Hey, good morning, Dave. Chuck, how you doing, my brother? I am super good. I got a, I got a nice Mission City coffee this morning. Uh, as you call it, my, my, my sissy coffee this morning, but it's, it's all good. Yeah, what, it. what is Chuck Foster having this morning in his coffee? I got a cafe au lait with a little caramel. Au lait. I think it's French, not the uh, oh. o, not like au lait, like you dodging a bull I think or it's ooh la la. Ooh la la. <laughs> well, maybe, but it's, it's pretty ooh la la. What's in it? What's in, it? What's in a cafe well, ooh la la? it's just a regular coffee, I guess about two-thirds full. Got some steamed milk. And some caramel. I think I, the mm. caramel is the is the special ingredient. In it. Yeah. A little three truvias. Yeah, not bad. I'm just a regular coffee guy. This is just the Mission City regular coffee. Little cream, little sugar. That's Joe. Dave Cash. Yeah, just Joe. Joe. That's just me. But you know, Mission City has some excellent drinks. And you know, I don't know if people in our congregation even know. I mean, some people take advantage, but we've got free right. Wi-Fi here. You can come Monday through Thursday. You can do emails, homework, whatever it is, and really take advantage of that. Have a cup of coffee, a cup of Joe, hang out, right. have your French drinks or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, my my wife took advantage of it a little bit when she was uh, her company was not back from COVID, oh, from the COVID deal. and yeah. so she needed a place to get away and would come up and have some coffee. And I and I see people all the time in our in our commons area. Yeah. They're doing work, meeting with people. Yeah. It's kind of a cool place, to, cool place to come. So I know this sounds feels a little bit like the Truman Show. You ever see the Truman Show with uh, Jim Carrey? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Product placement. We're having a little product oh, placement yeah. before the uh, podcast today. That's a good thought. That's a good yeah, thought. Absolutely. So what are we talking about today? Parenting. Parenting. I thought you said parroting. I was like, uh, we're going to imitate each other? (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, we're doing parenting, uh, something I think both of us have a little bit of experience doing. I've actually, I'm empty 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 nesters, right? Yeah. Yes. I've completed, I guess you could say, but you know, I I don't think parenting ever, ever ends. I know that uh, my mom and dad, even when I was in my late 20s, would provide great parenting for me, both my parents have passed, and uh, I miss not being able to go to them for a lot of advice. Yeah. I do have my mother-in-law who lives with us. Yeah, She's a great lady. Get, get a we need, we need to talk about that one one podcast, talk about net, uh, being an empty nester and what that looks like. Because yeah. I know that a lot of times you, uh, from what being, a, being in the ministry for a long time, you get a lot of people that their identity sort of becomes being the parent, and then there's that that transition into, you know, not only are they gone off to school, like college, and then they graduated, then they married and had kids, but then you sort of start to become the grandparent, but you're also your grandparent to your grandkids, but you're also uh, giving advice on parenting to both your, because you have a, you have a grand, uh, you have grandkids, right, or grandkid. I have a son, your grandson. Grandson, and then your son's about to get married, and, Mm -hmm. you know, this next year, and so. uh, And that's probably a whole podcast episode on uh, life after kids, maybe sometime. But, yeah, I can tell you that uh, that is a a whole interesting time period when you look at each other and you kind of go, like, what do we do now? Yeah. You know, we've been, our, our roles have been pretty much shuttling kids from place to place. And 
spending our lives at games, right, at right, events, yeah. Yeah. and then that's over, and then you're just kind of stuck staring at each other like, what do you want to do? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, and you know, and today we are going to talk about parenting in today's culture, uh, how, what that looks like, and you know, your kids are farther down. You know, I have a I have a 14 year old and a 16 year old, and and they're not dating yet. Um, my friend, we don't do that at our house. It's it's you know that'll be a, a podcast again for another that's time. Another thing, but um, you know that's something that we're going to talk about later on. But today, really, uh, for me, I was sitting there thinking about all the things that our kids of today are inundated with. I mean, it's a constant. Uh, attack on them spiritually, sort of, and we'll, and, and this is sort of a teaser for a couple weeks from now, we're going to talk about spiritual warfare, but before we get to that, we're really going to talk today more about how, uh, I mean, you have it right here on your phone, you can look up anything, you know, when we were kids, if you wanted to, to look at something inappropriate, you had to have a friend's dad who had a box of, of, of secret magazines somewhere, and you really had to go out of your way to find stuff. And now today, it's it's not just on television. I mean, it's literally right here. Yeah, I wouldn't know what you were talking about by the stack of magazines. Yeah, yeah I know you were always a good boy. Huh? <laughs> Actually, no, I. That's that's a that's a that's a whole other topic as well. Sure. But uh, certainly, you know, we we have instant information. The, the internet yeah. provides such a benefit. To life in society and, and yeah. such a good thing, but it's such a danger. And I know that's probably not the complete focus of today's podcast is, you know, our phones, but I think it is important that we, we talk about what's at our kids ex- at their hands right. and how do we combat that? Um, because it's not just, it's not just the phone. It's, right. it's culture in general is is a, at an all-time high in its attack on the family and how we parent. Yeah, and, you know, we probably need to dedicate a podcast later on, too, to safeguards right. that you might want to do. I know our uh, executive pastor, who we're doing our next podcast with, uh, Don Long, has shown me some excellent tools for safeguarding today on the phone because I'm not real tech-savvy and, and the problem that you have a lot of times with parents is they just sort of don't know, they're not, you know, what's right there, or they just don't think people are coming after their kids, and they really need to know that there is an attack on our generation today. Right, and I, I readily admit that I'm not tech culturally aware at times. Yeah. I think being a high school co- uh, coach and teacher for a little while has made me a little bit more aware. Right of terms of what's happening in, in yeah. society with related to kids. And so that's been helpful. Yeah. And I got to see that firsthand. We have some, we had some rules in our household uh, for phone use and, right. and, and technology use. But even then it's, it's still the wild west, mm-hmm. even if you have some controls and boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so really today, I would say that although the there's more information, you can get more and stuff, but raising your kids biblically has always been sort of the challenge to make sure that you're not just raising your kids in church, because it's great when parents are there every time the doors open, they're taking their kids to student ministry, they're making sure their kids get signed up for camp, they make sure that their student has a relationship with our student ministers who are doing a phenomenal job, all four of them at both campuses, are, are really doing a good job being in schools and, and providing opportunities for students to be there. Um, but 
it, it's important that you don't just raise your kids in church and expect the church to disciple your kids, but you're also raising your students up in Christ. If you have a child, make sure you're raising that student up in Christ by making them a disciple. And so what does that look like, you think, Chuck? If I was to say raise your kids in Christ, what does that look like? One, I think it starts with pers- your own personal time. Like if I'm if I'm wanting to be a good parent, a lot of it has to do with how much time am I spending in God's presence? Am I spending time in God's word? Am I uh, memorizing scripture? Am I do my kids see that? Right. Because I think one of the keys to parenting is modeling. Right. I mean that's in 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 anything because they're watching because they are watching, and what do they see us do? from a very young age, because they tend to model that. Now, that's not meaning that they're going to be perfect and right, stick right. to the no, script that. that you want, but it is, a, it is about modeling. Are you spending time? Are you living and breathing God's Word right. on a daily basis? Are they finding you in prayer? Are you leading your family in prayer and in God's Word, either through some sort of devotional uh, at home? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or... or in that, well, you know, in, in those contexts, I think also, are you are you taking your kids to church? You know, yeah. I, we kind of have a joke around my house that uh, I had a drug problem growing up. My mom drugged me to church. Yeah. I know that's an old joke, but yeah. the truth of the matter is, yeah, yeah. I was drugged to church. A that was bit. different than my drug problem. Yes, <laughs> but I, you know, the point of the matter is, is that we we sometimes we don't we don't know what we need to do, and some things that we don't want to do, we've got to be. We've got to be forced to do them. Right. Create like he, good, those good habits. And yeah, you've got to live own. it out. Yeah, it starts at home by living it out. Don't expect your kids to have a transformed life if you don't have a transformed life. And, and like you said, it is important to bring them to church, but also to be uh, participatory in, in the church, that you are singing worship songs, you know, that you're not just standing here with your arms crossed and you're not just having your wife pray over the meals and you're not, you know, that your wife's not the spiritual leader. You know, when we, I read in scripture, it says that we are charged as, as husbands and as fathers to be the spiritual leader in our house. And as you said, I have to have that transformed life. I have to have a personal relationship with Christ, which means every single day, as you said, our kids are watching. They're watching us all the time. And, and I know when I first went into the ministry, even before I had kids, my prayer was that my kids wouldn't see something different in the pulpit or in the church that they saw at home because then they dad looks like a hypocrite. Or, or yeah, dad's godly for about two hours on Sunday, but I never see dad open his word. I never see dad pray. I never, I never have dad open God's word with me. Dad's never taken me uh, uh, to a mission trip or on the mission field. I never served a long time. You know, that, w- that was a horror that I had that I wanted them to see that dad actually lived it out. That, that And we've talked about this before that, Jesus isn't just a sometime thing. He is my all time. He is in everything that I do, whether it's, you know, how I approach my job, how I treat my wife. And and that's important, too, for my kids to see how I treat my wife, because my son and my daughter are going to model that, how my daughter allows herself to be treated, how my son's going to treat his future wife, which we're praying for already by now, even though we don't know who that is, you know? That's right. I think what you're alluding to is, are we sending conflicting messages to our kids? Are we one way on Sunday and another day, another thing, another way those other five, six days a week? You know, it, it has to do with, you know, what, do, what am I watching? Right. And I can act all holy on Sunday. Sure. And then on a, on a Friday night, I'm 
on, on the TV or whatever, I've got something that's inappropriate on TV. My kids are seeing that, and I'm enjoying that, or whatever's on my phone that they see. That's sending a conflictive message. There's nothing worse in raising a kid sending them conflicting messages. Yeah, which takes me to a, a, a couple passages in God's Word. Um, and I really thought about this. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, 16 and 17 really is something that I came across when I first became a believer because I know I tried to kind of live both ways. You know, Saturday night I was one way, then Sunday morning I was Mm -hmm. different. All that was a little better than before. Eventually I had to make a choice. Am I going to live for Christ or am I going to, to do something else? And when I came across this passage, it just clicked for me. And it says, uh, 1 John 2, 15, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, it's from the world. And the world is passing or slipping away along with its desire. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. And, of course, we know John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that who would ever believe in him will not perish but have eternal life but when this says do not love the world this is talking about the world system this is talking about being in love with the things of the world that go contrary to my christian faith i can't love those things they can't take up residence in my heart because that's going to affect not only the way i'm transformed but also with the way that i disciple my kids so yes we have to live first of all a transformed life and put christ above everything else and then as you said do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as it says in hebrews 10 25 Um, it's important to bring our kids to church but also to disciple them and so what does that look like uh for chuck foster discipling his son as he's getting ready to get married or discipling your son through high school and into college and preparing him for manhood well i can tell you just uh in a sort of confessional time didn't do a great job uh, early on in my son's life and i think because of some of those things we had some we had some issues we had yeah. we had situations that uh that uh was tough in in our relationship I, I think now Derek and I have probably the greatest relationship we've ever had even though I was his coach yeah. I, I got to coach him and his position in all through high school football one of the best things I ever got to do but um, that was a difficult thing because I wasn't spending I was great at coaching football wasn't great at coached him in some life things because right. Chuck Foster wasn't living a transformed life right. at the time. But now it's it's great to be able to pour into him just through experience that, experiences we have, talking about God's Word, spending time in God's Word. Matter of fact, I we're reading a book called The Dude's Guide to Manhood, right? right? And I, I, I got about four or five Which pages. is coming up at Man Church yes, you in don't miss, the end of August. Don't want to miss that. Um so I'm reading about, I get, I get probably a chapter in, and I go straight to Amazon, and I order, I order him a copy, yeah. because I think that is a really good thing for him, and will be a great thing for him to read. And give you guys an opportunity it, to talk about it. And it gives it, us yeah. an opportunity to talk about it, and I think that, that's really where true discipleship happens, is you both spending time in God wor- God's Word, or you're spending time in God's Word as a family, right. and now you have open and honest Yeah, you've taught them how to have his quiet time right. by himself, but then you still kind of get together. And I'm glad that you hit on the subject of sports, too, because I know that 
from what I've heard now, I didn't, I didn't get drugged to church. <laughs> so uh, it's a, it was a little bit different for me. But I, I know for a fact that back in the day, schools never had Wednesday night practice. They never had Sunday games. They never had those things. And so here today, our kids aren't just inundated with worldly things like this. But sometimes it's good things like sports, baseball. Both of us love baseball. Both of us played. Obviously, you were much more successful than I was, uh, much more disciplined than I was. But so few kids actually make it. You know, so few, you know, if you look at the percentages, you know, such a low percentage start in high school. Then such a small percentage play Division One or even Division Two baseball. Then so few are even drafted. So few actually touch the field of, of, of Major League Baseball. Right. And, and so you've put all of sort of your eggs in that basket of sports and everything, and then all of a sudden that's gone. But what you've taught your kids is that something was more important than church. Baseball's more important because you're there every single Sunday, you're there every single Wednesday night, and you know. Then, then in side conversations, it's like God gets the leftovers, and and that is detrimental. And that's what it sounds like you were finding out as you were bringing up your son. And and I've been there even as a pastor when my son was starting to play the select ball. I allowed that to sort of take up more space in my heart and in my time and my thoughts than I did with making him a disciple. And so I'm so grateful that the Lord gives us second chances, you know, for, for making those things right. Right. I, you know, I, with Derek, there was some baseball that we did traveling. It was really more with our daughter, Haley, in soccer, traveling. Soccer is crazy. Yeah. I mean, second to maybe volleyball or cheerleading. I don't know, but in terms of just crazy schedule crazy travel and we traveled and played soccer all over the state of Texas and uh, missed a lot of Sundays um, and did not live life in balance. You know, I'm fortunate uh, and that, that God has, has restored a lot of, uh, of what we, what God had done in uh, earlier in Haley's life. She, you know, she, she became saved when she was uh, uh, seven or eight at vacation wow. Bible school and then got really, uh, a hard, hardened, uh, not not hardened, but a more softer heart uh, as she went through middle school and high school with, yeah. through through uh, a youth ministry there at First Baptist, and and so God did some things in her life. But we were living, as you alluded to, a life out of balance. Yeah, you know, sports and your activities or whatever are great things. But it's like anything, you have to achieve some balance. Right, priority. Priority, and we've got to get back to, like, where are we spending our best time? Right. And our best time is spent with the Lord in God's Word. That doesn't mean we can't have some travel baseball. Yeah, well, you know, and, and, that, and on that, who, who do you have influence in your, your right. son or daughter in sports? You know, we were blessed doing uh, select ball that we had a, a – a, really strong Christian coach and influence, and his desire was to make much of Jesus on the baseball field, and that was really uh, what allowed me to, to let uh, Caleb play more uh, because Coach DeLeon had had shared, he, you know, every Sunday he asked the umpires, can I pray with you? He asked the other team, you want to join us over here for prayer? And and we'd have that, that time where mm -hmm. he shared God's word with them. And so that was just so important to us. And so it's not just about you influencing your kids, but you have to really watch who is – 
influencing your kids. What is influencing your kids as well when you were making them disciples? And so as you talked about, yes, it's important, number one, that you have a relationship. You're being transformed. You're in God's Word. Number two, you're discipling them. You're getting into the Word of God with them. You're bringing them to church. You're not just bringing them to church, bringing them up in Christ by being involved in in whatever missions or doing something. You know, we uh, had the blessing of both of our campuses getting together and going with our missions pastor, Donnie to build houses in Mexico. It was a father-son sort of right. a, a trip, and that was an excellent thing for, for guys to kind of to, to do something hands-on, um, you know, with those kids and or with your own kids and seeing that. And so that's so important that, that you're living that out with, with your kids. And so uh, what else as far as is making sure that we're living that out and being the parents that God wanted us to be? Well, I think, of course, it's it's intentionality. It's where you spend your intention. Yeah. Are you spend like making church a priority, making God's making God's word a priority, making church a uh, uh, church a priority to spend time there, and I think spend making your your home a place that it's um, it's protected. Right. Right. You, you know that is that is a place that oftentimes kids don't want to go to. Because they are getting mixed messages at home, they're seeing lives that uh, that don't reflect what they see on a Sunday, and so I think having our home a place where our kids want to be and our kids desire to be and, and create those relationships with it. Hey, and you're not their friend, right? But home is a great place for them to be and feel they feel safe there. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, if you're if you're doing those things, you're living it out, and it doesn't mean everything's going to always be perfect. You know, uh, Pastor Matt talked about this in his sermon this past Sunday. Um, one of the things that he talked about is how grace is so evident in our life because when we have failed, God was still there to, to forgive us. And so we got to make sure, too, that our, that our children know that when they make mistakes, they can come to us, and then we open up God's Word together, and we talk about that forgiveness. Hey, hey, you've been forgiven. I've been forgiven. God's... God's forgiveness is so much greater than our sin. You know, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You might have done some terrible sins, but Jesus is still a better Savior for you. And so we want to make sure that we're telling our children, you can always come back to us and talk about these things. That's part of making it a safe place. And so uh, this has been a good time. Yes, it has. Been able to talk a little bit about what God has done in our lives with with parenting and how we can continue to to be good parents, parents that God called us to be. Yeah. And I can promise you, adult life parenting is still a lot of fun. Yeah, well, you know, and let me just say this too. One of the things, feedback that I've gotten on this, and this is one of the things I appreciate about about Chuck Foster as, as, as a man and as a pastor is, is uh, we're, we're pretty real on these podcasts. We, we try not to, we're not trying to come across as like we raised perfect kids and we did everything right. Uh, we're, we're willing to let you know we, we've stepped in some, some pitfalls. And so we're not trying to come from a place where, right. where we did everything right. We, we come from a place where I wish I could get in that DeLorean and go back in time and, yeah. and be a godlier dad or whatever, but obviously you can't. And so I'm glad that, that the Lord has a big eraser and allows right. us to kind of to, to right. redeem that time with those kids. With We're our broken kids. people, raising broken people, yep. and we, we, we want to we see, their, yeah. see them transformed. And only Jesus yeah. can transform We're us. broken in a way that only right. Jesus can fix. You know, we say that all the time. So, man, it was a great time being with you again awesome. today. Always enjoy it. All right, Dave. Great. It's been a great day. Been yeah. a great Amen. You.
Thank you so much for listening to the Mission City Podcast. If you like this podcast, then there are a number of ways that you can help support us. You could always share this with a friend. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button. And if you're listening, then you can leave a review on any podcast app of your choice. All of these help us reach more people with the gospel. So thank you so much for supporting us. And we will see you in the next episode.